0: Welcome to the Contending for the Word podcast, a podcast devoted to helping inform, educate, equip, and warn people about false teachers, false movements, and unbiblical philosophies. Now join our host for today's episode and enjoy. Witches School website, which offers classes on witchcraft, tweeted, quote, We welcome Taylor Swift 13 to our tribe. And one fan, when I was reading some of the comments under one of the Willow videos, she says, quote, "Uh, we are not Swifties now. We are witches.
1: What is going on with Taylor Swift? She made this very cryptic post on Twitter X on November 13th, 2023, saying, never beating the sorcery allegations with an emoji of an airplane with stars. And it was linked to a video from her heiress tour at Buenos Aires, Argentina, where she was singing the song Labyrinth. And when she got to the lyrics that says, I thought the plane was going down, how'd you turn it right around at that moment? Look at this video. Here's an airplane, full-size skimming the Coliseum, the stadium where she's singing. And then it goes right back to the song as if it was choreographed, as if it was sorcery, which is why she put this post, never beating the sorcery allegations. And Taylor Swift has been accused of witchcraft and actually for good reason. Take a look also from her heiress recent tour. These are audience recordings of her and her Musical entourage dancing to her song Willow. Look at this. She is acting out a witch coven. Now, she might deny it. She may not think she's a witch. She may not think she's engaged in witchcraft, maybe even not. But she is doing one thing for certain. Look at this. She is glorifying witchcraft, glorifying witchcraft. When we are commanded to only glorify God. How do I know this? Because I used to be engaged in activities just like this. Here's a photo of me. It's a black and white photo because it's of a book I wrote a long time ago about goddesses, about my worshiping in Glastonbury, England. Now that's one of the capitals of new age, occult and witchcraft in the world. And here's a photo of me dressed just like Taylor Swift and her dancers with the velvet cape and the hood on. That's what you wear when you're involved in the occult in new age and sorcery and witchcraft and goddess worship. So they are dancing around in a symbol of a coven. And some people say they're actually casting spells on the audience. Could be the Satan works through people. We know that it's very frightening for Taylor Swift's soul, and most of all, I'm concerned for her fans, especially the young ones who adore her, want to be like her, want to copy her at a time when Wicca and witchcraft are already growing in popularity as people leave biblical Christianity. And that's going to be the topic of today's episode is Taylor Swift's glorification of New Age, of the occult, witchcraft, and goddess worship. We've talked a lot about music on this channel, and partly because I was a musician. In fact, here's a clip of me playing in a band, uh, lead guitar. And this was back when I was a new ager before God so graciously saved me and pointed me to follow his son, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. And at that time, I remember people would always say, I'm such a good person because I gave a lot to charity. I still do, but I do it secretly now. But uh, they would say, oh, she's, she's um, an angel because she's helping me. Look, at she's helping people. Look, at she's talking about words from the Bible like uh, she's talking about angels. But what we didn't know, I didn't know, is that I wasn't a Christian. I said I was a Christian because I thought I was. I was raised in a church. It was a false church. But nonetheless, I said I was a Christian. I would talk about Bible words. I would give to charity but I was leading people to darkness. And my guest today, you've seen him on this program before. and This is someone that you guys, if you're not following his YouTube channel, please do. I'll have the link to his channel, Good Fight Ministries, in the link below. We are so blessed to be joined by Pastor Joe Schimmel, who's the founder and president of Good Fight Ministries and the senior pastor of Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California. And he has created this documentary that if you haven't watched it yet, I'll put that link also in the description. It's called They Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll, eye-opening video. And one of his staff members, Chad Davison, actually God used that documentary to save him. And Pastor Joe has done a lot of research because he, like me, was also into rock and roll music and was channeling lyrics for a time that he later discovered were from demons. So we both come from that background, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. And so when we talk about Taylor Swift today, we know what the arguments are. We know that she has claimed to be a Christian. We know that she gives charity. We know that she seems to be squeaky clean, girl next door, high school cheerleader type. We know that. We know she dates some of your favorite celebrities and, and sports figures, got that. But. The the enemy mixes in truth and lies. He did with me, he did with Pastor Schimmel, and he's doing that with Taylor Swift, whether she's aware of it or not. Her lyrics, her stage performances, her videos glorify witchcraft, glorify sorcery when we are commanded to only glorify God. So we're going to get into this today as a warning to Christians that Taylor Swift is opening some doorways that you don't want to go into. Pastor Schimmel, thank you for joining me today.
0: Uh, Thanks for having me, Doreen. I I always love to be on your show, and I appreciate your bravery. You know, it takes a lot to say, you know, to come out and say, because there's so many people that, you know, uh, even the people that love our ministries, they love Taylor Swift. They think that she's innocent and, you know, such a great alternative for a lot of stuff out there. But when, and I love the way you set the whole thing up, you know, if when you know what's going on, you've come out of the darkness uh, you're far more sensitive, and you start to see the devil's fingerprints on things. Uh, and I certainly am so grateful that you are actually dealing with this subject.
1: Thank you, Pastor Schimmel. What I've noticed is that people get into new age kind of seemingly through innocent ways. You know, it can seem innocent, like an, going going to see a psychic or looking at your horoscope or astrology chart or going to a Reiki energy healer. It seems fine. But then it opens the doorway to darker and darker things. And this appetite for more darkness keeps, it's. It, you can't satiate it. And that's what I see Taylor Swift doing. I'm really concerned for her soul as well as her follower souls.
0: No, absolutely uh, amazing. What you're saying is so important because even those first crumbs of darkness are still darkness, right? And it's interesting in Deuteronomy chapter 18, a passage that the Lord used in your sanctification process. I uh, remember from hearing in, in your testimony before, yeah. uh, he forbids all different sorts of occult practices. And he's actually categorical, giving a vice list of different occult practices, because he wants to make sure that people don't give in to, well, this is okay or that's okay. And he says in Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 12, "...should not be found among you anyone who makes a son or his daughter to pass through the fire, that uses divination." An observer of times, an astrologer, uh, a a witch, a charmer, a consultant with familiar spirits, a wizard, necromancer. He goes on to say, because of these things, I will I'm driving them out of the land. He goes on to say that if you practice these things, I will also drive you out of the land. So God calls His people to be separate from the different practices that are aligned with the occult. You know, uh, and I knew be, you know before you were Christian, you you had made your own tarot cards. That's mm-hmm. a form of divination, And somebody would say, well, I'm not into witchcraft, but I like tarot cards, you know? Well, straight up, you know, uh, Taylor Swift is promoting witchcraft.
1: She is. And so let's take a look at this video as we're talking, Pastor Schimmel, where she is dressed as a witch sorceress. And she's got these light orbs in the middle for her song, Willow. And Willow uh, is the the wood that is used in witchcraft, not yeah. only for their wands, they use willow um, to to make wands to point. Uh, and it's this real works-based man-centered, uh, or in this case, woman-centered the belief that you yourself can be a conduit of energy that goes from the source through your head, down through your body, out your arm, out your hand, and then through this willow stick to direct things. And so this song in itself being called Willow and the lyrics um, about the willow bending to the right and such, these are veiled references to witchcraft. But the the video itself is not veiled at all. I mean, you can see this. And so people might say, oh, oh, oh you know, the you, you guys, this is what people will push back on us. We're mega Republicans who just don't like anything, that we, we read uh, witchcraft and sorcery and demons into places where they really aren't. But this is a shocking video, wouldn't you say? I,
0: I, it's absolutely shocking because, you know, she basically finds herself in the woods in a coven of witches, you know. And as you mentioned, the, the name of the song is Willow, which is used also in fragments of the you know Willow is used in potions, as, as you know, as well, and for wands and so forth. And then you see her, uh, they're dealing with these. Uh, and I think it's so important what you brought up because we're not dealing with people that are just subscribing to some, uh, you know, Wiccan Read, which is the wicked read, is you know, uh, do what thou will, but harm you none. Uh, basically, a, a, a just a little twist on Aleister Crowley's stuff. Uh, but which would be bad enough. But she's actually emulating, and she has millions of kids watching these videos, hundreds of millions of, listen to her music and watch her videos, and they want to be like Taylor. And you mentioned something so important in witchcraft. You're basically trying to harness the power of these spirits, so you so you could use them to your own ends. And uh using the wand is is you know, they have banishing rituals, as you know, they have all kinds of rituals to command spirits to do their bidding. And there's two things at least happening here, one of these two things. Either she is into witchcraft herself and she's contacted spirits and she's being used by them, which I don't doubt in my in my conviction. She may not even want to say well, I mean, she may deny say, well, I'm not really a witch, you know, uh, but she's you know, she's definitely uh, I believe, channeling lyrics and so forth. But at the very least, let's say that's not happening. Let's say she's just promoting witchcraft. That's still very, very wicked. You might have a heroin dealer uh, who may not do the heroin himself, but he's dealing the heroin. He's still hurting mass amounts of people. And the Bible forbids witchcraft. And the Bible tells us in Revelation 21, 8 and 22, 15, uh, you know, that those who that are involved in witchcraft, uh, you know, won't enter into the holy city. Revelation 21.8, that they'll be sentenced to the lake of fire. So this is very, very, very serious. Anybody who calls himself them, a Christian uh, should be outraged that Taylor is promoting witchcraft among young people, which the Bible says would actually will damn your soul.
1: Absolutely. And you and Chad Davison recently on your E511 News made a, uh, a, a podcast that I'm going to link in the description below about Taylor Swift and some of the Unchristian uh, practices that she is promoting. And so we'll, we won't go into those so much today. But one of the things that you did put up on your podcast, and here's a clip from that podcast, is that the Witches School recently welcomed Taylor Swift. So take a look.
0: Witches School website, offers which has, offers classes on witchcraft, tweeted, quote, We welcome Taylor Swift 13 to our tribe. And one fan, when I was reading some of the comments under one of the Willow videos, she says, quote, "Uh, we are not Swifties now, we are witches, end quote. Wow. You know what? And I have to say, you know, for those that are believers that, that are seeing this, to understand that there is no, it's very, very clear when you read Revelation 21, 8. Yeah. That that anyone practicing witchcraft, anyone practicing sorcery, they are thrown into the lake of fire, which the That's Bible right. describes as the second death, yeah. horrifying. And it, it is it is heartbreaking to even toy around with it is one thing, but to seemingly promote it to the point where we're actually seeing a net effect of people wanting to practice witchcraft. Yeah. Man, the millstone. Yeah, I was thinking of that same scripture as Chad it, as you're it's talking. The In the Matthew eighteen. It says it's, it's Jesus says greater it's better for you that a large, a huge, the Greek word means huge millstone, these things weighed, you know, thousands of pounds, be hung around your neck and you'd be thrown in the depths of the sea than this faith that you'll suffer if you lead just one of the little ones astray. So my heart breaks for the millions of people that are following when her. I was looking at some of the comments, said we're no longer Swifties, you know, following Taylor Swift, emulating just Taylor Swift and, you know, maybe her lives lascivious lifestyle and so forth from boyfriend to boyfriend and so forth, but we're witches you know, what she's basically, we're we're basically following her into witchcraft. And, you know, who knows how many people, one is too many, but it's probably countless thousands. But Swift herself admitted of her song, Willow, she says, uh, it it sounds like casting a spell uh, to make someone fall in love with you. So she's back, basically talking about that song, uh, basically uh, sounds like someone's casting a spell, saying that about her own song. And, and on her YouTube site, uh, she has a dancing witch version of willow and she portrays herself as you know going out with these witches and so forth and 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 then in her lonely witch and i think this is interesting she has a lot of remixes of the song she really likes the song and in, in the lonely witch remix uh of the song willow uh she posts a photo of herself and with a caption which she writes witches be like sometimes i just want to listen to music while pining away sulking uh staring out a window it's me I'm witches. I mean, she's saying I'm witches in her Moonlight Witch uh, remix. Uh, Doreen, she uh, she posts the words, ever find yourself waiting for the signal and meeting someone after dark and happening upon a majestic coven? That's a group of witches in the woods. Me neither, she says. But do you want your music to make you feel like that? And she capitalizes feel. Uh, then the Willow Moonlit Witch version is for you, she says. So she wants the gals to feel like witches, to feel like they're witches in a coven out in the forest. So she's not just singing about it; she's trying to get them to imagine the beauty of being a witch. Absolutely, you know, uh, mind-boggling and heartbreaking. But it's not really mind-boggling to yourself or myself because we've we see Satan's the god of this world system, and. Uh, he guides the coarseless world and he uses people. It says he w- uses the children of disobedience. And sometimes, you know, uh, a, a child disobedience could be a a a blonde gal that looks, you know, sweet and tame and nice like your neighbor next door, uh, but it's actually a wolf in sheep's clothing.
1: It's so disturbing, as you said, Pastor Schimmel, that she's a so-called role model to so many, including children. And witchcraft is already one of the leading popular it's not a religion. I would call it a spiritual path. And over the years, I met so many people, including some of my friends who were Wicca or into witchcraft. And the common denominator amongst them is that they were trauma survivors. Many of them had had a trauma with a a male relative, like their dad or stepdad. And they then rejected anything that they considered to be patriarchy, including the Holy Trinity, which is male. And they didn't like that. So they rejected Jesus because he's a male. Uh, and so this whole witchcraft coven and the video uh, is very much about the, the what they call the divine feminine. Mm-hmm. And they believe that the woman's soul is superior and should run the world. Uh, you and I talked about that with Gnosticism and the Barbie movie recently, mm-hmm. uh, which also flipped it and made the, the women the leaders. And I wondered if you could talk about that in view of the creation order.
0: Yeah, the creation order is very important. And I like to always emphasize that this Bible says in Christ, there's neither male nor female. So when it comes to the essence of who we are, we're all created in God's image. Uh, and male and female are equal before God in regard to who they are. We share the same essence just as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit share the same essence as, as, the, as the one true God. So it's not about uh, who is greater or who is better in regard to essence. It's a matter of uh, different roles, you know, and we call it in biblical theology, complementarianism you know what a beautiful complement a male and a female have together Uh, a man and a woman comes together they produce life and and we call that complementarianism and it's very scriptural but the beauty of it is I mean the woman in in my estimation Doreen the woman is the value of the woman and I know we're, we're equal but there's no nothing more valuable and important in my view than bringing life in the world and the wife brings life, the woman brings life into the world, you know? she. I mean, guys might sit around watching a football game and talking about throwing the pigskin and like, oh, we're men. It's like pigskin or bringing a baby into the world. Mm, let me think, which is more important, you know? So, uh, but Satan wants to devalue all of that, you know? And God calls it a picture. He calls it the Mysterion, And there's a beauty there because the Bible says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her washing her to, that present her you know uh blameless and without fault uh before him as and it's just a beautiful thing so the, the husband is a picture of christ and christ gave his life for his bride the church you know gave you know died for the world to grab to get his bride and he sanctified her and the, and the the wife is a picture of that radiant bride there's such beauty there but satan hates that he knows that jesus didn't die for the fallen angels he didn't die for angels and he hates the fact that we can be redeemed. So he wants to destroy that picture of what God is doing that's supposed to be emulated in Christian marriages. Therefore, he seeks to destroy the family and seeks to destroy marriage. And by twisting things and, and you know, with these same witches and those that are in the divine feminine, do they despise their sons? Do they despise their sons who are in their image but male? Uh, hopefully not. But are, are males intrinsically evil? Well, we're all fallen. We all need to be redeemed by Jesus. But the male and female, not, one's not more wicked than the other, and it's just heartbreaking because this is how everything just gets twisted, where you make it us versus them, where Jesus invites anyone who will come to be saved, male and female, and we're supposed to emulate his order, and it's just a beautiful thing until it gets twisted.
1: It's, it is. It's 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 so beautiful, and you know if you're watching this and you've been hurt by a man, uh, most of us have. We've been hurt by women, too. And my heart goes out to you, I'm sure, for Pastor Schimmel, who's got the gift of mercy also, that uh, his heart breaks for you too. But Jesus doesn't hurt people. He doesn't hurt us at all. Amen. I mean, the gospel's offensive because we have to face that we're sinners and that he was the only one qualified to take our place on the cross, to die in our place, to take the wrath that we all deserve. But Jesus doesn't hurt us. So um, this is one man you don't want to reject, fully God and fully man. amen
0: and and it's interesting because men and women are made in the image of god you know right you know he's the perfect man without sin and and as you brought up we're we're, you know male and female we've all hurt each other Mm -hmm. god gives new heart you know and doreen you and myself we've been reborn uh, we're new creations and we have a heart to give and love so you meet godly men truly godly men truly godly women they're the, the 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 nicest you know most precious people on earth because they have the holy spirit living in and through them you know and it's interesting uh when you see what's going on it's, it's just getting so twisted and and the, the thing is is taylor swift's the biggest female artist now uh, for quite a few years uh and she's having such sway on so many people after the uh the uh a little podcast we did exposing her and i'm so glad you're exposing her now and bringing some things up that we didn't bring up which i think i really appreciate uh it's interesting uh because Right after that, she came out with a tweet. Uh, and I'm not saying she saw what we did because it didn't look like she was responding to our, our although she has come out <laughs> coming, you say I can't get a, rid of this sorceress, you know, title, you know. Uh, but she came out in October, just last month. Uh she came out with a tweet saying, I've been watching videos of you guys talking about her fans in theaters, dancing and prancing and recreating choreography, meaning of her songs, creating inside jokes, casting spells getting engaged, and just generally creating the exact type of joyful chaos we're known for. So she wants to be known for chaos and she throws in casting spells as though it's just a thing that everybody just does with getting engaged. So she's trying to normalize witchcraft,
1: Yeah, she is. Yeah, well, the devil's definitely using her for that. And as you mentioned, in Argentina recently, she had this bizarre video of an airplane that was going to crash and all of a sudden it didn't. While well, she was talking about never beating the allegations of sorcery and how did that airplane not crash so she was again this is wicca witchcraft the the appeal of it is it seems like you are in control it it's genesis three you know you can you can be god you can be your own god you can control airplanes and clearly her fame also i mean there's rarely a super famous person who hasn't been used by the devil as a prop person. And I remember when I was, uh, I first came out with these cards, the so-called angel cards or tarot cards. Um, I went from an obscure author to just overnight. It just seemed like I, I was on all the talk shows and being flown around the world first class and just this amazing rise of of worldly success to the point where I was wondering, how did this happen? Because it was, it it was out of my hands. So the devil will prop up people that he knows he can use. And at some level, it seems like with these tweets that you mentioned and her saying she's never beating the sorcery allegations and the song willow, it seems like she knows at some level, but these are secret societies. So of course she's going to keep this under wraps and hope that people don't really call it out. And she's going to use um, ad hominem attacks back on us and say, oh, you're just mega Republicans. and. That's not true. I mean, maybe we are, maybe we aren't, but that's not the point. we we care about your soul. That's the bottom line. We know that if you do not renounce witchcraft, that you will be cast into the lake of fire, as Revelation says. Um, there's just no if or ands or buts. So people who love you will tell you the truth, even if you get mad at them.
0: Yeah, it's interesting when she was uh and you uh, know, we don't we don't call we don't run around saying hey I'm a mega Republican. I I'm a Jesus lover.
1: You that's know that's right. Yeah
0: bows before Jesus he's gonna one day bow before him and everybody else will as well and confess that Jesus is Lord. And I'm just trying to win people to Christ, you know? Yeah. So but they'll try to categorize you this, that, or the other. Some of her fans, a lot of her fans are waking up though, Doreen. They're like looking at this, they're saying, you know what? Do I love Jesus more than Taylor? Do I love him and his word and and, and having a relationship with him more than being immersed and feelings that I get from a woman who is promoting witchcraft and very well could be receiving many of her lyrics and influence and inspiration from demonic entities. Uh, uh, Candace Taylor, she was the Republican candidate in Georgia for governorship. Uh, just not too long ago, and she was a, was a huge fan, and she she tweeted out in response to Taylor's deal, Taylor Swift's deal, to Taylor Swift, did you really just praise your fans for making videos with your music and casting spells? In reference to the last quote I gave, where she was praising her fans for casting spells, uh, what is wrong with you? I was a fan from day one and loved how much you grew in your singing ability. I love that you write your own music. My daughter was has grown up dancing with me to your songs, singing to the top of her lungs and attending your concerts. I've heard from others that attended uh this last tour that you had some satanic nods in your show. I didn't I didn't want to believe it. After all, I know you've claimed to love Jesus. I know you've claimed to be a Christian. Now you've not only drifted and backslid, you're celebrating witchcraft. You're influencing innocent minds to be enticed with the dark side of spirituality. The word of God that you once confessed is clear. It is better to tie a millstone around your neck than to let one children fall. I am I'm so beyond disappointed. I'm literally shaking my head. I pray that you repent. I pray that something uh, pricks your heart, that you have been gifted a huge platform. It didn't just happen. God breathed on this. Uh, He can remove his hand and leave you to the witchcraft and your own devices. Let's see how much Lucifer cares about you and your, on on your career. I promise he doesn't. Now I I agree with much of that tweet. I don't know that God has given her this huge platform. I don't believe that personally. No, I, I, I believe that she's been influenced and inspired by the other side from probably the beginning, but I'll leave that between God and her. But this, what we do call her to is say, Lord, by your grace, draw her and her fans before it's too late to know you and have a relationship with you through your son's death, burial, and resurrection.
1: Yeah, and it's not only Taylor Swift; it's her fans too. Um, I'm I don't have TikTok, but there's TikTok videos that are um, glorifying the satanic and witchcraft uh, aspects of yeah. her dances. And there was a uh, an article, and here's a screenshot of it that Western Journal uh, just ran. That there was a fan who took a video of himself in the audience. And he's heard chanting summon the demons. And and so he he was obviously satanic at her concert saying summon the demons and the video went viral.
0: Yeah. So, I, yeah.
1: so that's an offshoot of her fans. I mean, she can't control that, but there's that breeding ground, certainly.
0: Yeah, they certainly, many of her fans obviously understand that she's into witchcraft or she's promoting witchcraft. And and some of them are adept enough to understand that she's actually some demonic entities and they love it.
1: Yeah, it's really sad. Um the one of the things that we've talked about before and that you explore in depth in your they sold their souls for rock and roll, uh, was the she's a witch, uh singer Stevie Nicks, who I used to adore. But actually. Her. Fly to go see her in concert all over the place. Wherever I would could have time, uh, I would pay for uh, front row seats, and I'd be right there under her, watching her. And I just, she was a role model to me. I dressed like her with the flowing gowns, and her song "Rhiannon." Uh, we used to sing it in my a band that I was in, and and uh, just like a white winged dove, you know, all these nods to sorcery and witchcraft that she was into. And you could see the projection of Stevie Nicks from when she was first with Fleetwood Mac. Well, she was a country singer with Lindsay Buckingham first, but then just going through into her own solo career, you could see the whole um, progression into darkness with her career. And I just see Taylor Swift doing the same thing now, same with Beyonce. We can see that also with her and her, her um, satanic getups. This these women who get into um, witchcraft at all that are, popular the devil's going to use them to go into deeper and darker places to absolutely deceive their audiences.
0: Yeah, no kidding. I mean just uh with Stevie Nicks, I remember uh well I was in a harder rock, you know, as a as a non-Christian before I came to Jesus. And I was in the bands like you know Zeppelin and so forth. And if Fleetwood Mac I would have considered, you know, too mellow for me, but it wasn't because I because it was so enchanting. When I'd hear Stevie Nicks sing, and Rihanna's about, as you know, about a witch, right? And I hear those songs. I was drawn to the occult before I knew Christ, and there was that. And I call it the uh, demonic anointing now. But I, I sense there's something really. I like the mystical, the castle kind of feel, and I was drawn to that with Zeppelin, and drawn to that with. So I get stuff by you know rumors. I get stuff by Stevie Nicks, and and as after I became a Christian and got it, you know, exposed, you know, revealed to me what was going on. I started noticing, wow, there's, there's a crystal ball on just about every Fleetwood Mac album, you know, and Stevie Nicks, you know, it's produced, the music's produced by Welch's Witch Music, you know, And he's pull out and, and encourage your, you know, audience, if they've got their the albums, pull it out. You'll see, you know, Crystal Balls, you'll see Welch's Witch Music, and then, you know, hopefully you'll get rid of it because God doesn't want us to, he wants us to renounce those things that are, you uh, know, part of the darkness. And and she talks about, you know, how when she's on stage, she feels like a pawn that's being moved around by another force, well, and it's interesting the parallels you drew, you know. Uh, I didn't think about that. It's a really good insight that she started with with Lindsay, uh, who she married for a while, in country. And that's exactly, yeah, what happened with uh, uh, Taylor. And they sucked people in early on, especially Taylor uh, Swift. She sucked a lot of people in because she seemed like this good girl, uh, you know, country girl. And then now she's brought so many of your fans, Seems so innocent. But she wasn't innocent, though. Let's not, let's not kid ourselves. She had a lot of songs about a lot of, you know, basically, you know, promiscuous type relationships. Uh, But now she's gone into the, as you said at the beginning of this podcast, and it be a show, uh, into deeper and deeper darkness.
1: Yeah, it's really frightening. And when you are following a person instead of Jesus, this is a flawed person. We're all sinners. And especially these public folks, there's, there's so much pride and narcissism when you're on stage being adored all the time. And if, If someone is not careful, it goes to their head. We see this with mega pastors too, unfortunately, Uh, some of them falling into sexual sin and uh, being disqualified from being an elder. And, And so this pridefulness that you can see in Taylor Swift, it's like this arrogance, I can't be wrong. And then what happens is the fans... Um, there's this cognitive dissonance that is called in psychology, where you have this belief that you're on and this path that you're on, and you don't want to believe that you've been wrong, that you've been going the wrong way. Um, it, it makes you feel foolish. Uh, so to uh, be a Taylor Swift fan for so long and suddenly hear, oh, I shouldn't be, that creates cognitive dissonance. It creates kind of this this angst uh, that. It is not pleasant, but it's it's necessary to get on the off-ramp of that path that's the wrong way.
0: Yeah, amen. We need to follow the conviction of the Holy Spirit who tells us to have no fellowship with the fruitless deeds of darkness, right? But rather expose them, which, you know, we're doing right now. And to be separate, you know, Paul says in the last days, terrible times will come, men will be lovers of self. And, you know, Taylor certainly loves herself. And and he says, they'll have a form of godliness, you know, in that quote I gave from Candace Taylor, she says, you claim to be a Christian and so forth. But Paul goes on to say they have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. And the, the, the word power there in the Greek is dunamis, you know, it's where we get dynamite from. It's speaking of God's miraculous power. And we speak of that power in regeneration. We're born again. We're new creations. God is transforming us by the power of spirit and and leading us in the way of truth through his word. Yet, when you're promoting witchcraft, you're showing that you're not into the power of God. You're in the power of the occult, even though you might wear a cross or give lip service to Jesus. But by doing that, these artists like you know Taylor Swift, they're able to string millions of Christians along because they make reference to Jesus. But you look at what they're really about, they're not really about Jesus at all.
1: No, they're not. They're not living godly lives, and they're not espousing godliness. They are failing the test of the spirit that Apostle John gave us in 1 John 4 whether they confess Jesus biblically and instead Taylor Swift has been making fun of Christians yeah
0: that's a video you need to calm down and uh she's showing a bunch of uh you know people that she portrays as Christians basically picketing almost like they're considered like they're portrayed as trailer trash there and it's interesting because uh she talks about being inclusive you know how inclusive is that you know writing off a whole uh, you know the, the largest uh, professing faith on the planet, you know? Not that everybody that professes Christ is a Christian. We're just talking about one who's not, you know? So if you love Jesus, this should cr- make you cringe, this kind of what she's doing. And if you're like, hey, I'm a Christian, but I love this stuff, then you have to, we gotta be honest, you gotta take your spiritual pulse and say, okay, am I just just rejecting everything you guys are saying? Or am I open to the truth? And, and maybe there's something here where I need to really take stock and say, Lord, does it grieve your spirit that I am constantly my life allow my life be permeated with lyrics that are contrary to you that promote lifestyles and even witchcraft and i don't believe it pleases god i believe the lord god wants us to be he's he's clear he says come out of darkness and be separate saith the lord and i'll receive you you know he says what fellowship does the temple of god have the temple of demons
1: that's so true yeah we're not to drink of the cup of the demons and the cup of the lord we can't blend the two amen so speaking of lyrics, uh, a lot of uh, Taylor Swift songs, you just get that song in your head. Do you think that's partly demonic that that happens? Is that a demonic phenomenon?
0: I have a very, very strong conviction that there's that there's a, a strong demonic phenomena uh, going on there because, uh, number one, I believe, and we have evidence from certain artists, you know, even Jimmy Page of Led Zeppelin uh, was being interviewed by a leading occultist and uh he told him that that zeppelin that they put riffs together that are meant to induce trance states you know oh. Page, that, you know and on the runoff matrix of led zeppelin three on one side you have do what thou wilt but on the other one you have so mo be it which is a spell you know he's a follower of crowley right uh so some of these folks are definitely uh you know the, the demonic entities for sure sometimes musicians don't know themselves of course but sometimes like page they boast of having an effect in fact you remember the zeppelin song House of the holy You know, uh, is your, you know, is your world spinning faster? You're dizzy when you're stoned. Let the music be your master. We heed the master's call. Satan and man, Robert Plant sings. You know, and so they look at it as the music is being inspired by satanic forces that are manipulating the masses. Uh, And so when you talk about these these musical earworms, uh, even as a Christian, you know, I'm driving down the road, you know, uh, and I hear Hotel California. And that's one of the songs I call "demonically anointed." Especially, we you know the background of the Eagles, and I'm hearing the guitar solo in somebody else's car, and I'm like, "Man, turn my, my music and start singing praise songs, and and get that song out of your head," because certain songs have more of an ability to do that than others, and and sometimes. Uh, as you know, Doreen, that might be based on what we used to like before we were Christians, our flesh, uh, but certainly that also could have a lot to do with the uh, power behind a certain song and principalities that want to work in our lives because we wrestle against flesh and blood that want to keep maybe trying to get us to listen to that song to let our guard down. And I think the best way to combat that is, as Paul said to the Colossians and the church Ephesus, to pagan cities who were involved in their own pagan music they're immersed in their music he says to put on the new man to put off the old man and part of that was put on the new sing a new song you know he says sing psalms hymns and spiritual songs to both churches so the best way to get the garbage out is put god's word in you know
1: oh it's so true yeah i have to do that too if if there's um, a song i overhear at a store which i wish they wouldn't play that kind of music at stores uh, but it gets in your head uh, then I do the same thing as you. I'll have to go listen to classic hymns like a mighty fortress is our God or something. You know, it's got yeah, m- something that will replace it in, in my head. Far more beautiful. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> it is, it's so powerful. These lyrics that the devil uses and that brings me to um, my final question for you today. And that's about her song about karma where her lyric is that karma is God. And apparently at her last conference, she replaced her boyfriend's name from karma. Uh, and and so she's glorifying her boyfriend in this song. But the whole lyric of karma is God. I wonder if you could speak about that and warn the church about that. You no,
0: know, that's very important uh, because, yeah, uh, she uh, basically put Kelsey, you know, uh, her new boyfriend, his name in that song, I think it was in Argentina, you know. And but in the song, she's singing karma is my boyfriend and karma is a God. So she's basically singing in the song that karma is my god and he's my boyfriend. Uh, you can't have. Jesus says no man can serve two masters. You would hate the one and you love the other. You love the one and hate the other. Uh, Matthew uh, chapter six verse twenty four. And you can't have karma as your god. And and karma, uh, if you know we study Eastern religions, we study Hinduism in India. Karma is a curse. Uh, I mean, they, they're they so fearful of karma because they feel like if they do anything bad, because uh, salvation doesn't come through forgiveness. That comes through grace. You come to know Jesus and what God's done on the cross and to save us. But you're judged strictly on your works, and you continue to come back. Uh, if you come back uh, as a bug or someone who's touched over, uh, in fact, their caste systems, which they made illegal relatively recently, were based on a karma. And that was that, you know, people— that weren't in a higher caste, they were being cursed because of their past evils, their past sins. Therefore, why help them? Why be merciful to them? Because they're just getting what they deserve. And you don't want to upset their karmic wheel, you know? That's how some would rationalize it. So karma is, is considered by many in India as a dreaded thing to face, you know. Yet in the West, you know, well, I was I was reincarnated and I used to be a princess, or they're always something, you know, grandeur in the past and and they 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 lift it up as so something good. But Uh, Eastern mysticism cursed so much of the East, and now it's being brought over to the West, and it's turning people away from God to paganism. But it's really interesting, because you've been, uh, with myself, we've been kind of documenting this progression of evil. And notice she doesn't whip out witchcraft first, she whips out karma first. That's what the Beatles did, you know? They whipped out with the stones, you know, Eastern mystics and the gurus and so forth that they promoted in the 60s as they helped turn the West. To Eastern mysticism, and it was only after that that they got together with Stones and did their Satanic Majesty's request, and Zeppelin puts or or Beatles put you know, Alester Crowley at the top of Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band album. So you see this progression of evil. Uh, so karma, a lot of people don't realize is just as insidious as witchcraft. It's a false. It promotes a false religious system, and and then she can say she can put her boyfriend's name there in that song, uh, but now according to her, and that now he becomes her god because. Uh, part of that whole deal is that karma is her God or is a God and he's my boyfriend, you know, so it's all jaded. And, you know, I, I hope both of those folks, you know, come to know Jesus and, and and get saved. That's my heart. That's our prayer. We pray for these artists, but uh, we pray even more the, for those that are being deluded by these artists.
1: We do. And a point that you made with Chad Davison in your E511 podcast about Taylor Swift, I thought it was so important to emphasize that every time someone gives money to Taylor Swift for a concert ticket or buying one of her songs, you are supporting that satanic teaching that she's now passing along. And it's probably going to get even worse unless she repents.
0: Yeah, the Lord says in Chronicles, uh, he, he warns, he goes, do not support my enemies, you know, God says, you know, why are you supporting my enemies? And, and, uh, it's in the context more of a, a, an evil alliance there that has to do with, you know, deeper, deeper subject, but I don't want to support. I want to put posters of people up that are anti-God and promoting witchcraft. And I don't want to give them money to help them, uh, promote these lies to other people. That's not, I believe the will of the Lord.
1: No, it's not. Well, Pastor Schimmel, is there anything else that you want to leave us with today as we talk about the importance of what we listen to?
0: No, I just want to thank you for having me on, and and again, uh, thank you for uh, being out there and making your voice heard. You could do a lot of other subjects and stay away from uh, things that'll cause people to be like, "Oh, she's talking about my favorite band." But it's because you love your audience, you know. First and foremost, we love the Lord, you know, but we and we want them to know the truth because Jesus says, "You know the truth, and the truth will set you free." So I encourage anybody listening. Get to know Jesus, you know, and the more you get to know Jesus, the more you're going to want to praise him and love him. And you're going to want to sing to him and glorify him. And the more you're not going to want to be around the music that's, you know, seductive, but evil.
1: That's so true. Thank you so much for your time today, Pastor Schimmel. Again, the link to Good Fight Ministries and his podcast with Chad Davison about Taylor Swift are in the link below. And also I'm going to put the link to his wonderful, highly, Researched very well-produced documentary called They Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll. If you are influenced by rock and roll at all, this is a must watch. So, Pastor Schimmel, thank you again for your time today. God bless.
0: Thank you so much for having me on. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Contending for the Word. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to also like, subscribe, and follow Servants of Grace on Facebook, Instagram, or X. We appreciate your support.